0: Welcome, Welcome to the, the Girl, Girl Games, Games podcast. podcast.
1: I'm Amber P., NPC bikini competitor on my road to pro. And I'm Alexis Adams, IFBB wellness pro on my road to the O. In our podcast, we share everything from the good, the bad, do's and don'ts, with the hopes of helping
0: anyone who may be new to the sport. Get Get ready for some some
1: serious serious girl girl games. What is up? And welcome back to another episode of the Girl Games Podcast. I'm Amber P. I'm Lex Adams. And for today's episode, we're going to dive into body dysmorphia in prep because it is just one of those inevitable things, and it is something that I am currently going through right now, so I guess first we'll kick it off with a prep update, because I don't think I have, I haven't mentioned anything about my prep as far as, like, what Yeah, okay, cool, so uh, what's today, so we're recording this on April 4th, so when it goes up tomorrow, I will be, what, this week? I'll be 10 weeks out. So we are gunning for junior Nats. And I am excited because I've seen this show twice. Alexis won this show last year. So this show just already has good vibes on it. And I'm hyped for it. And Honestly, out of all the national shows, because I've, I've gone to them for working for, for doing stage glam. This stage is my favorite. So I'm hoping that they don't change it up on me, but I have been struggling with just I don't know, I guess seeing my physique for what it truly is. Like I told Alexis, and I think I even talked about it briefly on a post, like whenever I see myself, I still see like that really, really skinny, lanky kid. So in order for me to truly see that I have muscle, like I have to look at side-by-side photos from when I first started versus now, because that's the only way that I can see it. And so when I do that, I'm just kind of like, well, holy shit, we, we actually did put some muscle on. Like I texted Alexis to other day because I was getting ready for work and I had to put on three different shirts and none of them fit because of my back and I was just kind of like okay yes she's right we did grow we definitely grew
0: we definitely grew and it's just funny because I think a lot of people like experience this um and a lot of people will have it like really be detrimental but I think a huge thing is just being aware that it's there like Like knowing, okay, I think I look terrible. I know logically, I know I don't look terrible, but I think I do, but I know I'm wrong. So why don't I just, I just like, my solution is just like cover up on those days.
1: Yeah. In the way that you just described it, that is literally how it goes down in your head. It's almost like you're battling yourself and your own thoughts because you know, logically, it's okay, but then the prep side of you, which is kind of like, but no, what about this? What about that? And whenever I know I get on my moment and I start to spiral, Alexis will tell me, "Hey, mind your business." And that's so true. It's so true because I had I've been dealing with a lot of just like fluctuations during this prep. Um, this prep is has definitely been I I think the most challenging one that I've gone through the most challenging so early, just because I had some other stuff going on. Like I got my blood work back and I found out I had no cortisol. So that let me know that I'm not crazy because my energy has been non-existent and I've been feeling like a zombie. And I was just really hard on myself because I mean, this isn't my first prep. I was like, why do I feel so exhausted so soon? I shouldn't be feeling this way, but I am. And it's just kind of like, I'm teetering on, like, I don't want to complain, but at the same time, I feel like I'm about to pass out type deal. So seeing that there was actually something going on just kind of gave me peace of mind. Let me know, okay, you're not going crazy. What you are feeling is real because sometimes in prep, your emotions can just run rampant and you'll start thinking you're feeling something when you're really not.
0: Yeah. um,
2: I know for me in prep, like this prep, It actually helped me more so
0: if I felt like I looked terrible, I would think about how I felt. Because like my husband said from day one, the worse you feel, the better you look. So, and that has always been true for me. Like if I'm having a really hard day, the next day is usually a good check-in. So I'm like, okay, I feel like, or I look terrible. How do I feel? I also feel terrible. So feeling terrible and looking terrible isn't congruent. No. So I know one of those is wrong. And I know how I feel is how I feel. Like mm-hmm. my energy's low. I want to take a nap, but I can't take a nap because my body won't go to sleep. Yep. So I know that there's something in there that's like, you know, it's it's doing what it's supposed to do. This is how prep is supposed to feel. Um, which actually that's a whole other topic we can talk about one day. Um, <laughs> but... if I felt terrible, I knew I didn't look terrible. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to sit into the discomfort because I know this discomfort is working and I'm not going to look. Um, cause if you, if you look in the mirror and you think you look bad, but you're following the plan, you know, you don't. So stop looking. You don't need to look, put yep. some sweatpants on, put some leggings and a large t-shirt on and go about your business and continue checking your boxes. Um, and then on the days that you look in the mirror and you think you look great,
1: enjoy it because it's not going to be probably the same tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> seriously no that's the truth like I had was it two weeks ago my weight shot up three pounds and I was just kind of like what what the hell is this and I remember in the check-in I just said to Jordan I said this is your problem not mine deal with it <laughs> <laughs> and so then the following week like last week was like a struggle. And I, how I knew I was struggling was because I was cleaning my house and I was just like, man, I'm so tired. I sat down for a second. And before you know it, I looked up, I had fallen asleep and two hours had passed. So that's how I knew I was exhausted, but we dropped the three pounds the following week. So the body was just going through trying to figure out, okay, I guess she wants to be lean. We'll we'll go ahead and let it happen a little bit this week. So just those those fluctuations too. And we talk about it all the time in prep like the scale, don't don't let the scale get to you. And while I know that, but when you go up three pounds, it's kind of hard not to be like, what the fuck?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know the- after the Arnold, I kind of have this like adrenaline dump or something. And I held a lot of water for a couple of days and it like, he's giving me more food because I'm looking leaner. Yeah. But all in like, he could see what was happening is fine, but I couldn't see it. So he's like giving me more food and the scale is going up and I'm looking at my check-ins like this looks terrible. And literally one of my check-ins that I sent him the subject in the email was please no more food like please stop feeding me because like (laughs) and then like my in the body i was like all i see is the scale going up worse check-ins and i'm starving like this food is making me more hungry and i don't see any benefit from the more food or the more hunger like can we stop and he responded and was like okay breathe you're gonna take a break." (laughs) I don't think it's the food
2: <laughs> yeah. and then
0: I like I just needed to like rest and get a couple nights sleep and then it was like a new low and he was right but I was like stop <laughs> And that, and that's the first time that like my body sped up and like had a response like that mm-hmm. so like the it was the plan was right as it always is mm-hmm. but I was like I
1: don't know uh. <laughs> yeah, that that's so true. It's just kind of like, like when I sent that check in, Jordan, she told me, she's like, I'm not worried because you still have lines. She's like, this is nothing but water weight, you're stressed and you need to calm your ass down. Mouse is kind of like, okay. She's like, no adjustments. I'm like, you're not going to up my cardio. You're not going to drop my food. She's like, there's no need because we still have lines. It's just water. I was like, fine. Yeah.
0: It's, it's hard, but like, no guys that like Amber and I have competing, been competing for a while and it still occurs. Mm. Um, and I think this is kind of where it gets hairy because we say, yes, you need to trust your coach. It's also human for you to doubt situations and like question things, but also know that if the calls in the past have been right, this one is probably also right. So don't do any damage control. Don't be trying to do things yourself because you will screw it up before your coach screws it up if they haven't screwed it up in the past.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing too. It's just kind of like, yes, we know ourselves best, but at the same time, your coach knows you as well. Like Alexis has had Nelson her entire time. Like I've had Jordan for two and a half years. So she knows my body and she straight up said to me, she's like, anytime you go up on in weight, I always know it's not body fat. It's not because you're messing around every single time you go up, it's because you're stressed. And I thought about it and I was just kind of like, yeah, you're,
2: yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> you're right. She's like, you're not one of those that messes around with your food. So it's just stress. not fat. She's like, you're not gaining three pounds of fat in a week. Like, think about it. And then, you know, then the logical side of me was just kind of like, yeah, duh. yeah, <laughs> duh. Then I had to remind myself again, even when I am reversing and we're trying to put body fat on, that's hard. So why in the world would I assume that if I'm doing everything to the T dieting, that I would go up three pounds? Like in fact, like that doesn't even make sense. So
0: yeah, I was going to say like, the body dysmorphia thing also happens during your reverse. And like, guys, unfortunately, this is something that most competitors experience both in prep and off season. And it's something that usually comes with the package. So if you have a pre-existing issue with like um how you see your body or um an eating disorder of any sort or anything like that prep is very likely going to exacerbate it okay. so if that's something that you have pre-existing it's not something it doesn't mean you can't compete but it definitely means you you need to stay in whatever recovery process you've taken you need to start a recovery process if you if it's something that's active um t- don't think that prep or bodybuilding is going to fix it. It's going to most likely make it worse. Um, And if it's not something you've dealt with before, it's probably going to be something that you deal with at some point. Um, As far as, as far as like how you see your physique, because we are hyper-focused on it. It's a, it's a um, aesthetic competition. Like you have to look your best. It's only based on what you look like, what the judges can see with their eyes on stage um, so it's definitely something that you can become obsessed with and staying aware is at least for me, a huge beneficial thing. Like I know it's there. I know that it's something that's not logical. So I have to also use my logical side of my brain to get through it so that it doesn't become a detriment. Um, but in off season, um, reversing is also difficult. Like for me right now, like if you've seen any of, I haven't posted a ton in the gym. I look fine. I've, I posted my most recent check-ins. Um, I'm not, I'm not huge, but I also don't feel like I felt two weeks ago going into m- my show. Um, as far as like how I look. So, um, right now it's not something that I need to show off to myself. Um, So I'm not wearing shorts and a sports bra to the gym. I'm wearing leggings and a t-shirt and taking my t-shirt off if I get hot halfway through the session. Um, And that's just where I'm at right now. You guys have seen my off seasons in the past. I will eventually get back to where I'm wearing skimpy clothes and it's fine. (laughs) Uh, But this one week post show is not where, when it's happening.
1: Yeah, it's it's all about like, what's comfortable for you. Like I said, everybody has different struggles. Oh, and then going back to um, what we were talking about earlier, like if you already had some pre existing situations before even getting into bodybuilding or prepping, you need to make sure that your coach is aware of this. Because if your coach isn't aware of this, it's going to make it very difficult for them to monitor you. And have a plan set up for you. Of course, like if you're with a good coach, you're already going to have a plan set up for you anyway. But when you've had issues with disordered eating habits or eating disorders in the past, like that's a really, really big deal. And you want to make sure that your coach is fully aware of that because that's going to probably dictate your recovery process as well.
0: Yeah. And if it's something that flares up during a prep or during a reverse or during an off season, also make them aware. It's not something to, pretend or like try to hide or fix yourself. Um, especially if you have an issue along those lines, you know that fixing it yourself probably didn't work and you needed therapy or some sort of um outside intervention. And same with bodybuilding. Um any issues that you come across, usually you can't fix yourself. So if you can let your coach into it or if you can fix it yourself, but you just need to let your coach be aware of the situation. Yeah do that if you don't trust your coach enough to tell them you need a new coach
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and that's I mean with anything that comes up I know for me because that I don't know I guess I'm just conditioned to be this way if there's an issue I don't ever say anything I'm just quiet and so eventually as like the longer I was with Jordan like as she was starting to see like you know the little fluctuations in my body and she would just ask me like are you okay I was like yeah I'm fine And then finally I cracked one day. I was like, no, I have this, I have that, I have this. She goes, well, you should have said something because now I understand your body that this is just stress because your coach has to learn you and your body as well. So when you're not transparent with them, it makes it difficult for them to make adjustments because if she didn't know that I was a stress bucket and she's just thinking, oh, well, she's goofing off and eating all this food, let me cut her down when more than likely probably didn't need to cut anything, just need to let the stress fall off. Yeah. So you got to make sure you're being transparent. And then I don't care like how sharp or strong of an individual you are, because I feel like I'm a very sharp person. Like I'm level-headed and logical. At some point in prep, you will struggle with body dysmorphia. And it's just something that you need to understand and you need to accept because like Alexis just stated, It's all focused on your physique. No one cares how nice you are. It's not a, oh, a good human contest. It's who looks the best.
2: Yeah. And I mean, like,
0: it's kind of like a, I don't know. I wouldn't say downside because it's just something that comes with a sport, but like the best athletes don't think they look great because you're always focused on what can you improve on? What can you make better? You know, like um I'm really glad I won my show. Um I know I felt like I felt good going into it. Um I knew that I looked my best. I felt like I looked my best. Um show day there was like I was not doing the usual check my tie-ins, make sure they're still there situation. Yeah. Um, but at the same time when I look at my stage photos, I'm like, yeah, my glutes could be tighter. I could have more muscle there. You know, like I see a lot of the flaws and I have to remind myself look at the, like, look at your strengths too. Like, your waist has never been that small in the front pose, you know? Um, Or like when I'm looking at my side poses, I'm like, I need more hamstring. There's not much (laughs) hamstring drop, but it's like, look at everything else, you know? Um, And it's just something that comes with it. So, being aware and having a plan as far as like how you're gonna approach it is really important. Mm
1: -hmm. And then something else that I realized too, because like, the way I study the sport of bodybuilding, someone might call it a little obsessive, but when you care and you love something so much, that's what you do. But something that I have noticed across the board with the top athletes in bodybuilding, and some people might not like it. And When I kind of had the aha moment, I was like, oh, but hey, it works and it makes sense. The best athletes are obsessed. They are. They just simply are. And something that I've had to tell myself is, okay, that's not your personality per se, but for the next 10 weeks, you need to be obsessed. And that's what I have been telling myself is like, you've got to be obsessed. You have to be locked in. You have to dig the deepest you have ever done before, because that's the only way you're going to get the job done.
0: Yeah. We've talked about balance in the past. Um, balance within being successful at the highest level in bodybuilding is not balance like everyone else. Balance in bodybuilding, at least for me, is more like bodybuilding is the forefront. Balance means making sure that life doesn't spiral in the background. It's not, okay, I did the show. So now I'm going to eat like a normal person for 12 weeks and then do another show because I'm going to flip flop back and forth because I need to balance my life. It's not 50, 50. It's making sure that your life responsibilities get done yep. while also bodybuilding at 110%. And that might mean, it does mean other Things are not priority. Like you everything can't be a priority. Um, and if you want like you can balance as far as like the 50-50 thing, but don't expect to also be the best in the world because it won't happen.
1: Absolutely. And that was something I talked to Alexis about too. Like this prep, I'm like, okay, I have to put myself first. And I even told my husband, I said, listen, for the next 10 weeks, I gotta be obsessed bodybuilding first so I'm gonna need you to help a little bit more around the house thank you so much because I don't want to chop your head off and I just need you to come to the gym with me I need you to push me like I'm I'm, I'm gonna need some help with this but then also like with work for Amber P Beauty y'all have seen like you know I've only been posting a couple of shows and it's just simply because yes I love doing stage glam When I had first originally made the show schedule, I did not think I was going to be competing this year. I thought I was going to be taking the year off. But then as we started looking at my body and then how I kind of started feeling, I was like, you know what? I think I can do it. So I had to make the decision for the first half of the season to put myself first. So I had to remove some shows from the schedule because... At one point I would have been working three weeks in a row every single day. And I would have been four weeks out from my show. That's not conducive. I can't do that. And I have to just kind of say, Hey guys, yes, I'm doing stage glam. However, Amber's got to get a pro card first. So once that's been achieved, then I can, you know, redo the schedule and it's just kind of like, yeah, you know, of course I want to work, but right now I understand that this is a situation where I need to put my competition prep first, and then once we've achieved the goal, then I can resume on stage glam.
0: Yeah, Thank and
1: understanding.
0: <laughs> I've done something similar with like my posing schedule, especially going into the last couple of shows. Like I had before Vegas, I had girls reaching out like, "You don't have any availability for the next two weeks." I'm like, I, yep. I have posted. I've let you guys know that availability was going to be skimpy. I can't open anything else. Like I can't if you want it to be a successful session, we both have to wait. <laughs> you know? Um and so I like I opened the availability that I knew that I could give my attention to. Um and I I felt bad, but at the same time like I warned everyone. Um but we can't all do everything. So, um priorities have to Kind of be stacked in like an order of what's most important, what's second important, what's third important, the mm-hmm. thing that's fifth on the list is gonna take a back seat absolutely, and make sure that that whatever that thing is, make sure that it you can afford for it to take a back seat, mm-hmm. but um everything can't get your full attention. You will burn yourself into the ground, and then none of it will be a hundred percent at all.
1: Mm-mm. It's like you gotta make sure like you're close relationships whether that be with your significant other whatever the case may be and your job that pays your bills predominantly and prep that that's kind of like once you start getting deep into it that's kind of all you're honestly going to have the energy for and that is okay. And something else that I've really been big on this prep is just being in communication. Because like I said, I'm the type of person where I will just hold stuff in and I won't say anything until it gets really bad. But just like with my family, if they're asking me, can you do this? Can you do that? I'm so sorry. No, I can't. I'm tired. The power of saying no, because old Amber would run herself in the ground trying to do everything, trying to be superwoman, trying to help everybody else out. But I'm like, yeah, know, nah, I got to help me first. So. If I'm able to, OK, but I'm not going to put myself in a situation to where I say yes to something. And I knew I already didn't want to do it. And then I get there, I'm in a pissy mood. And it's not anyone else's fault, but myself, because I was the one that committed to it. And so now I have to suck it up and I am just fuming inside. Like I'm not doing that to myself anymore. Nope. Yes. Mm-mm. It ain't worth it.
2: Let me see. Got that, got that. That's all I have. I don't have anything
0: else. <laughs> yeah i don't either <laughs> okay cool.
1: all right y'all so that's gonna wrap up today's quick little episode on body dysmorphia again it's just part of the process it happens you're not crazy make sure you have someone to vent to i mean ha- having lord Having Alexis, like, and I say this all the time because I want people to understand, like, Alexis isn't just my best friend in bodybuilding, just, like, best friend in general. But you need to have someone that is a sounding board because your mom and dad aren't going to understand. No. If your friends aren't competitors, they're not going to understand. If your husband doesn't compare your significant other, they're not going to understand. And that's not to slight them, but there's just nothing like being able to talk to someone who has gone through it because it's just different. It just hits different. So make sure you have someone to talk to. So that way you're not out here acting a fool. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We'll chat with you guys next week. Bye guys.